0: We're glad you're here tonight and joining us as we continue on in our series of Letting the Sun Shine. And, uh, one time I went to a little church. I can't remember if it was in Compton or Inglewood or something. My husband and I went, and um, at the beginning of the study, they made everybody look to your neighbor on the right or the left. You get to choose and say, my, oh, my, doesn't Jesus look good on you? <laughs> so go ahead and do that tonight. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and pray one more time. Jesus, we just thank you that tonight uh, we smile and laugh at that, but yet that is truth, Lord. In and of ourselves we have nothing bring, nothing good to bring. but my oh my, doesn't Jesus look good on each and every one of us. We love how you love to shine upon our lives shine your love and your grace and your righteousness. And we pray this night as we look into your word that you would teach us, that you would remind us, you would encourage us in how that works and how you love to do that in each of our lives. So speak to us through your word. We thank you that your word never returns void. We thank you that your word is a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. So, Lord, we just want to follow you. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, last week, um, if you remember, Pat spoke about the red-letter words of Jesus. And I I just love that little uh, thought of just looking at all the red-letter words of Jesus. And I kind of likened it to little text messages, because if it's red letters, that means Jesus said it. So I thought, I'm just going to think about that tonight as sort of a text message for Jesus. And so each time that we look at a scripture that's from Jesus... Um, Even though our phone should be silenced and not ringing in the middle of our Bible study Jesus might be sending us a few texts tonight and we want to look at his words In fact, here's one right now that the first one that we're going to look at Oops, I think we're going to look at it Sorry, Nini, I don't think, can I just swipe it? Oh, there it is, now we can look at it and it says this. This is our theme verse, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So see, like Jesus is sending a text right then and there. Look at that. So, you know, this whole, this whole session that we're looking at, I love the idea of letting our light shine. It's a command from Jesus to us, something we get to do we ought to be doing, we want to do for the rest of our days here on this earth. It's something very simple, yet so often it's really difficult to do. It's actually impossible to do unless Jesus, our light, dwells within us and we are abiding in him. And when it comes to shining brightly to our families, it's even harder at times. They know us too well, the good, the bad, the ugly. Even more so why Jesus wants to shine through us to them. Think about it. In spite of us, in spite of our failures in the past, the things that we've done wrong, Jesus can do his work in us to other people's amazement. Yes, they might know us, but seeing the Lord do great things in our lives, they have to acknowledge God's divine hand upon our lives. And hopefully they'll give God the glory that he deserves. Perhaps they may even want to know about this wonder-working God that you and I serve. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I love that, ladies. It's, it's kind of like there's no stress here. We don't have to worry about trying to generate this light. That verse tells us it's his marvelous light. It's not ours. Remember what John 8:12 tells us. Again, here's another text message from Jesus. This is what Jesus said to them. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is the light that guides us through this crazy darkness in this world that we walk. You know, that same verse in the New Living, it reads like this. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Isn't that great news? You don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Don't you want the light that leads to life? I do. You know, every day you think about the news and the things going on, and you can't even hardly listen to that stuff. But isn't it awesome to know that we can walk in the light, the light that leads to true life? Jesus is the source of that light. He's the source of all light. We get to be the reflection of his life. Our purpose is to shine for him, just as the moon reflects the light of the sun. You know, I never knew this till a few years ago. Someone shared this in a Bible study. I must not have been paying attention very well during science, but the moon does not have light of its own, but it merely reflects the light of the sun shining upon its surface. That's such an awesome analogy for you and for me. We can't produce godly light. We can't produce good works or even good deeds on our own. Some of us try really hard. For us overachievers, us A personality people, we try really hard, but in the end, we always come up short. Do you know why? Because we need Jesus to shine upon us so that we can reflect his glory. We can reflect his goodness. We reflect his grace and his mercy and his love to the people around us. We need his Holy Spirit to fill our lives with him. Then we can shine as we ought to in this world. You know, the other day I pulled out my solar calculator and I started hitting some buttons and it was blank. Why? It's solar powered. It needs direct Contact with its source, the sun, to replenish its power. So obviously it had been crammed in a drawer for a long time or something. In the same way, my ability to shine for Jesus is sun-powered as well. I need to be in daily direct contact with my power source, the S-O-N, Jesus, to be renewed and replenished. I need daily time in his word and times of prayer so I can hear his voice if I want to shine as brightly as possible. Another text from Jesus, John fifteen four tells me, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Unless we are connected to our power source, Jesus, we just aren't going to shine as brightly as we ought. You know, let's look at our theme verse again in the Amplified Version. This is what it says Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence, and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ladies, how we are living our lives on this journey here on earth, it does matter. It's not just about doing some good deeds, this verse tells us, and moral excellence. Our lives should reflect the highest standard of godliness. Is that hard? Absolutely. The only way it can happen is if we are imitators of our Savior Jesus. He shows us how to live by the highest standard, his standard. We find it spelled out in his word, and it's lived out by Jesus when he was walking here on this earth. He's only asking us to follow in his footsteps, follow his example in the light. Remember what Paul said in in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. In Isaiah, it says this, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. Come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Jesus himself is the light of the world. He will teach us his ways. He will teach us the way that we should go. We, his followers, get to reflect his light and his glory. As women of God, we are called to shine, to make Jesus manifest to those around us, to be a dominant light in a very dark world. He will teach us how to walk in his light." In Romans 13, it says this, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You know what? The days are winding down. The end times are here. We need to cast off those things that that create darkness and sin and hinder us in this walk. And we need to put on Jesus' armor of light. Our Christian walk is really more of a battle. It's a battle against sin and self and Satan. There will always be temptations of sin. There will always be my pride and my flesh in the way. There will always be an enemy to contend with. The light of God is the only way we can battle against the darkness that we face. But do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord, and the victory has already been won. Look at what it says in Ephesians 5, 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's what we were before. We were in darkness. We were darkness. But now, as daughters of the king, we are light in the Lord, and we need to walk that way. We need to let others know how Jesus took away our darkness and replaced it with his great light. Now that we are that light, we should walk as children of light. Walking as children of light demonstrates the light of Jesus to other people, those who need to be rescued from their darkness as well. As a child of a child of God, be bold. Even the smallest flicker of light still dispels the darkness around it. You know, you have the smallest little match flame, but you walk into a dark place and it still lights up the room. So I don't care how dim or feeble you feel tonight. Be the light of Jesus, walk in the light, and be the light to the darkness. You know, there are people that we know, especially in our families, and they won't read their Bible, but you can be sure they're reading your life from cover to cover. So let Jesus shine, shine in our lives, in our lives let him shine. The woman who truly shines is the one who respects and obeys the Lord in how she lives. When our actions reflect Jesus and who he is, it speaks louder than anything that we can say, any words we can preach to our family. Remember, Augustine, he said this, one of my favorite little quotes, Preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. And I like that. Let your light shine. In other words, Matthew five sixteen reminds us, let your light shine before men. Now, you know that word shine, in the Greek, it means to beam or to radiant to radiate brilliancy. I like that. It's to just beam it out. And that word light, it means this is a light that refers to the light of the sun as opposed to the light of the moon or other stars or lesser illuminaries. This light is never kindled. It's not like a flame or a match that you, it, it initiates. It's always there, and it's never quenched. I like that because when you think about the light of the Lord, it's always there. It's never quenched. Jesus is that greatest light, and it, just like it, we're comparing it to the sun, his light was never created. He always is, he always was, and he always will be the light of life. Look at what it tells us in Revelation 21. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. Jesus is that Lamb. We get to the opportunity to beam and radiate his brilliancy to the people around us, to our parents, our children, our spouses, siblings, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews, grandparents, grandkids, whomever the Lord places in our lives. And doesn't it bless you to know that his light can never be quenched, it's not going to burn out fade away, no form of darkness can ever overcome the light of Jesus. That's how powerful it is. As daughters of the King, we get the opportunity to shine, to be different from the ungodliness of this dark world, and not just here at church, but how about in our homes? What does that look like, you might ask? Does does Jesus shine in what I say and how I say it? in my home to the people that I'm around and can influence. You know, it reminded me, I don't know who made this little um, idea, but remember the word think when you're speaking? Is it true? Is it helpful? I'm not sure what the I one was, so I said, is it in love? (laughs) Is it necessary? And is it kind? If it's none of those things, maybe I don't don't need to say it. You know, we can say harsh things and hurt people in our family, hurt the people that we live with, hurt the people around us. Not meaning to, but we cause harm. So be careful and think before we speak. Does Jesus shine in my attitude and my actions? Now, I find for me, I might be doing the right thing, But in my heart, I'm rebelling and doing the wrong thing. Be careful of our attitude and the way that we treat people in our home and the attitudes that we might kind of start copying when we're maybe doing the right thing for them. What about the way I dress, the things I watch or read or listen to, my activities, the things I participate? Does it shine Jesus or does it shine of the world? Am I shining for Jesus with those around me? Otherwise, if I'm not... What they see in me is self and sin, and that's never a good thing. You know, the world looks for temporary bling and glamour to try and shine and be noticed. But remember what Proverbs thirty-one thirty tells us: Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised the aim and purpose of our lives should be to glorify our father in heaven we should be living with reverence for god in his word so much so that it dictates how we behave how we speak and how we live that will please the lord and bring glory to his name and that will shine jesus in our homes jesus didn't draw attention to himself while he was here on this earth he obeyed his father's will he accomplished his father's plan, and he brought glory to his father in heaven. When we choose to shine for Jesus, we get to do the same thing in our homes and with our families. You know, back in Matthew five sixteen, it says that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Well, who are they? Well, that's where our family relationships come in. In our homes, in our marriages, with any family members that we live with or around, they are they. You know, for parents, all of us had some. If you were blessed with godly parents, that's awesome. You can bless them immensely by living for Jesus and shining his light. 3 John verse 4 says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. For our parents, as we walk in truth, what a great blessing for them to see. Now, maybe your parents were not godly people. It's a little harder to shine in those circumstances. But what greater gift could a child give to a parent than the love of Jesus? Share with them when possible, but even more so, live it out before them. Shine with the love and grace of Jesus in your home. Let his amazing grace and mercy shine forth from your life and minister to those parents who don't yet know the Lord. Okay, what about siblings? Uh Uh-oh, these are the ones that usually know us the best. They grew up with us. They could tell people stories that we don't want anyone to hear. But again, what an amazing testimony for our siblings to see a changed heart, a transformed life, with us pointing them to Jesus as the reason for that change. They may not like that we've changed. Hey, I liked you better when you were partying in the world. But they will have to see and admit there's a difference in us because Jesus is in us. You know, for aunties and uncles and cousins, grandparents, uh, nephews, nieces, maybe they watch us from afar. But still, they will notice as we follow Jesus and walk in his ways. Maybe you have grandchildren around, an opportunity for you to shine the love of Jesus. Maybe their parents aren't pouring into them about Jesus. What a great opportunity for us as grandparents to pour into them. Okay, for those who are married, husbands, does my spouse see love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control shining forth for me? This fruit should not only be seasonal, but it should be year-round in my life. And again, it's only available through God and his Holy Spirit. You can see Galatians 5.22 for that. Amazing how some good fruit might influence my spouse and our marriage. How about on those bad days, through issues, disagreements, problems, reflecting the love of Jesus in those hard moments is how we allow the Lord to minister to a spouse's heart or any family member for that matter, it doesn't really matter. When we allow Jesus to shine through us, he can minister to them in those hard and difficult moments. Shining self-control over my anger or my hurt feelings allows God to intervene. Only Jesus can truly change their hearts. Mostly, I need to get out of the way and let Jesus do what he does best. Remember what Romans 2.4 tells us, knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance. You know what? Only the goodness of God can lead those unreasonable people to repentance. We can't preach at them. We can't tell them what to do. We can simply reflect and shine the light and love of Jesus and let God do what he does best. And that goes for everyone, not just our spouse. Let God's goodness shine and watch what he will do in people's hearts and lives. Maybe tonight you have a spouse that's not really walking with the Lord or even saved yet. The Lord has given us instructions on how to shine in that situation as well. First Peter 3.1 tells us, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, we have to zip it, may be won by the conduct of their wives. They will be won by the conduct of their wives. Dear ladies, these guys just might be won over by observing our pure and reverent lives, by seeing us trust the Lord and have that gentle and quiet spirit even in the midst of trials or difficult days. Allow the grace and mercy of Jesus to shine in our homes. Okay, maybe you're in the season of raising children or grandchildren. Be like Jesus. Teach them about Jesus. Love them like Jesus does. Train them like Jesus does. Once they're grown, release them to Jesus and pray. Well, you might fail before them, as we all do. Be willing to repent before them as well, even as forgiveness when necessary. Let them see the love of Jesus alive and active in our lives. In any relationship, you have we may have had one that causes great pain or hurt, may have been wounded by people in a family. God knows, and he sees. And he will help you to shine the love of Jesus as you choose to extend mercy and forgiveness, just as he has done for each of us. Difficult to do, but if we are willing, Jesus will shine brightly through us in this. Remember what Colossians three tells us: bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ has forgiven, as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Now back to to Matthew five sixteen. Who else might they be? Well, if you ever listened to Sister Sledge, she would tell us. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. Yes, it's true. We are family. All of us here. We are the family of God. So we also need to be busy about shining the light and love of Jesus to one another. We can shine by being ready and willing to listen to and to pray with a sister in need. Look what Ephesians 4:2 tells us. With all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering Bear with one another in love. Be there for one another. Come alongside one another and lift them up in the love of God. Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's the greatest law we can obey. Bearing with one another, loving one another, being kind to one another, our sisters in need. Another way we can shine to our family, to the family of God is serving together respectfully, not lording over another one another, not bossing each other around, not just doing it for show to be seen of men, trying to appear more godly than we really are. Jesus sees our heart. What is it really reflecting? Peter tells us in chapter five, and I'm sorry this is not on the slides, in the new living, don't lord it over other people, or excuse me, don't lord it over the people assigned to your care. But lead them by your own good example. I like that. Lead by example, not by bossing other people around. That's a way that we can love and shine our lights to the family of God, to the people around us. And not just here to our church family here only. Jesus told us in Luke 8 that the family are those who hear the word of God and do it. So yes, even if they fellowship somewhere else at another church, we can still be shining the light of Jesus to them. We aren't going to be segregated by church in heaven. You know, there's not going to be little categories. The Baptists are here, the Catholics are here, Calvary Chapel on this side. We're the family of God. We are going to spend eternity together. We better start practicing loving one another here and now. You know, I don't know about you, but I've noticed in these last couple of years, It's been a little trying for the Church of God. Many Christians have become distracted by allowing our political views or our COVID opinions or our worldly correctness to infiltrate the gospel and cause division and separation and hurt and pain amongst the body of Christ. Daughters of God, we can do better. If it isn't an issue of salvation, then good, godly people ought to be able to disagree. And still love one another in the end. God is still sovereign. He's still on the throne. And there's a lot of hurting people out there in the world that need to see his love. They need us to shine the love and grace of Jesus Christ. So let's be busy about that rather than fighting and arguing about the things of this world that really don't matter anyways. In the Gospel of John... Um, it tells us that there were some Greeks that had come up to the Jewish feast, and this is what they said to, to Philip. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. What I love about this whole idea is that they were Greeks, they weren't really supposed to be there. They weren't accepted by the Jews. They weren't supposed to be in the synagogue. But they weren't concerned about that. They weren't concerned about the feast. They weren't concerned about the synagogue. They weren't even concerned about political correctness of being around the Jews when they weren't supposed to be. They were just wanted to meet the Savior, Oh, how desperately does the world need to see Jesus? How desperately there's people out there, people in our families, people that need to see Jesus. They need to meet him. And how will they see him if we aren't shining Jesus to him? If we're busy about our opinion and our our ideas, and what we think is best, and fighting with you because you don't agree with me. You know what? My opinion will save no one. Sorry, neither will yours. Only Jesus saves. Let's let the world and our families see him in us. Do you remember that little song in Sunday school? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Do you remember the verses that went along with that? The first one said, Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You know, that reminds me of a verse in Matthew. You are a light. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. You know, it cannot be hidden unless someone puts a bushel on top of it. What kind of bushels creep into our lives and try to hide his light from shining through us to our families? Pride, unforgiveness, worry selfishness, shame, fear, those are all bushels that we put on top of our lights and we hinder the light of Jesus from going out from us. Remember what I said earlier, even if you're just the smallest little flicker of light, if you walk into darkness, it's going to dispel the darkness. Jesus, that verse that we read in Matthew 14, it says that Jesus has placed us on his hill of righteousness, we are forgiven and clean, no matter how dim we might feel when we choose to kick off that bushel and let him shine. We're going to let him shine anyways. God is going to do great things. Another verse from that little Light of Mind song was, the second one was, don't let Satan blow it out. No, I'm going to let it shine. That reminds me of another verse in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yes, there is an enemy, the devil. He's our adversary. He loves to try to hassle us, but we don't need to fear, ladies. God, that the God of the universe, he is on our side, and he is greater. We do not need to fear Satan. Satan doesn't win. Jesus made sure of that when he died on the cross and then rose again. His blood played the Paid the price for our sins. His resurrection guarantees that we will rise again as well. Death and sin are defeated. So don't let Satan blow out your light. Don't let him blow it out with his lies and his accusations and his reminders of our shame or of our guilt or of our fears or of our doubts. No, let Jesus shine through you to your family and to all the world. The last verse in that little List Little Light of Mine song was, Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. That's our game plan for today. With everyone we are around until the Lord takes us home. And if, or I should say, when we fail and we block his light in our lives or in our homes, when we say or do things that maybe hinder his light around our family or around the people that we're around. Confess it, be cleansed, to be forgiven, and draw near again to Jesus for recharge so that you can keep on letting his light shine till Jesus comes. You know, um, in the Old Testament, after the Lord had rescued the Israelites from Egypt, this is what the Lord told Moses to say to his people. It's a blessing in numbers. He said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And ladies, that's what the Lord wants to do for each and every one of us here tonight. The Lord loves to make his face shine upon us. When we're in his word, when we're praying and we hear his voice, he loves to shine his face upon us. Do you know that even when we're failing and we haven't been in the word, and we're not doing everything that we should be doing, the Lord's right there knocking on the door of our heart saying, I want to shine my face upon you. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Come running back to him. Allow him to shine upon your heart so that you can shine to the people around you. It says that he wants to be gracious to you. He loves to be gracious to us. He loves to pour out his grace upon our lives so that we can pour out his grace on other people's lives, especially our families. So again, if maybe today you've stumbled and you've fallen, maybe you aren't where you should be, maybe you've been struggling and are having a hard time, come to Jesus. Let him pour out his grace and mercy upon your heart and his life so that you can, in turn, pour out his grace and mercy on other people as well. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Again, he loves to look at his daughters. He's not ashamed of us. He died for us. When he looks at us, he sees Jesus and his righteousness upon us. So don't let the, the enemy lie to you and tell you you're not good enough. You remember in uh, the Pilgrim's Progress, when Christian said uh, Apollyon was accusing, and you did this and this, and he and Christian said, Yes, everything you just said is true, and even more. I'm even worse than that. But I know my Redeemer, and I know who saves me, and my Redeemer lives. So the Lord, when he lifts up his countenance upon you, he saved you. He's died for you. Don't let the enemy lie to you and hinder the light from shining forth in your life. And lastly, it says, and he will give you peace This world just wants to rob and steal and take all of our joy, all of our peace, all of our rest. Come to Jesus, get filled up by him, and let him fill you with his peace. The world is desperately looking for peace and hope and joy and truth. And when we come to Jesus and get filled up by him, we get to be his ambassadors of light. It starts in our homes, but it can go out to wherever you are your workplace, your neighborhood, the people that the Lord brings you in contact with. We can be his ambassadors of peace. In a world that's busy fighting and angry and hating and hurtful, we get to bring Jesus to them if we allow him to shine through our lives. You know, I pray that tonight we also receive this blessing from Jesus. And as he shines in us, we can continue to shine brightly for him in our families, and in all of the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the light of the world. Um, In this world, there is much darkness, but you are the light of life. Lord, you are eternal life. You are our salvation. You are our redeemer. And we thank you tonight that you have chosen to shine your light upon us. You have entrusted us with your light to shine to other people. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and forgiveness. And I pray tonight that we would be recharged and refilled and renewed in you, that when we leave this place, we can go out brightly shining for you. And when we feel like our light might be getting a little dim, that we would quickly run back to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, and get filled up once again to overflowing to shine. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you for dying in our place and making this all possible for us. Lord, we love you and we thank you, and we pray by your Spirit that we will shine brightly in this dark world, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, well, welcome. We're glad you're here tonight and joining us as we continue on in our series of Letting the Sun Shine. One time I went to a little church, I can't remember if it was in Compton or Inglewood or something, my husband and I went, and um, at the beginning of the study, they made everybody look to your neighbor on the right or left, you get to choose and say, my oh my, doesn't Jesus look good on you? (laughs) So go ahead and do that tonight, (laughs) So let's go ahead and pray one more time. Jesus, we just thank you that tonight uh, we smile and laugh at that, but yet that is truth, Lord. In and of ourselves, we have nothing bring, nothing good to bring. but my, oh my, doesn't Jesus look good on each and every one of us. We love how you love to shine upon our lives. Shine your love and your grace and your righteousness. And we pray this night as we look into your word that you would teach us, that you would remind us, you would encourage us in how that works and how you love to do that in each of our lives. So speak to us through your word. We thank you that your word never returns void. We thank you that your word is a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. So, Lord, we just want to follow you, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, last week, um, if you remember, Pat spoke about the red-letter words of Jesus. And I I just love that little thought of just looking at all the red-letter words of Jesus. And I kind of likened it to little text messages, because if it's red letters, that means Jesus said it. So I thought, I'm just going to think about that tonight as sort of a text message for Jesus. And so each time that we look at a scripture that's from Jesus... Um, Even though our phone should be silenced and not ringing in the middle of our Bible study Jesus might be sending us a few texts tonight and we want to look at his words In fact, here's one right now that the first one that we're going to look at Oops, I think we're going to look at it Sorry, Nini, I don't think, can I just swipe it? Oh, there it is, now we can look at it and it says this this is our theme verse, Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So, see, like Jesus is sending a text right then and there. Look at that. <laughs> so, you know, this whole this whole session that we're looking at, I love the idea of letting our light shine. It's a command from Jesus to us, something we get to do we ought to be doing, we want to do for the rest of our days here on this earth. It's something very simple, yet so often it's really difficult to do. It's actually impossible to do unless Jesus, our light, dwells within us and we are abiding in him. And when it comes to shining brightly to our families, it's even harder at times. They know us too well, the good, the bad, the ugly— even more so why Jesus wants to shine through us to them. Think about it. In spite of us, in spite of our failures in the past, the things that we've done wrong, Jesus can do his work in us to other people's amazement. Yes, they might know us, but seeing the Lord do great things in our lives, they have to acknowledge God's divine hand upon our lives, and hopefully they'll give God the glory that he deserves. Perhaps they may even want to know about this wonder-working God that you and I serve. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light." I love that, ladies. It's it's kind of like there's no stress here. We don't have to worry about trying to generate this light. That verse tells us it's his marvelous light. It's not ours. Remember what John 8, 12 tells us? Again, here's another text message from Jesus. This is what Jesus said to them. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is the light that guides us through this crazy darkness in this world that we walk you know that same verse in the new living it reads like this I am the light of the world if you follow me you won't have to walk in darkness isn't that great news you don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life Don't you want the light that leads to life? I do. You know, every day you think about the news and the things going on, and you can't even hardly listen to that stuff. But isn't it awesome to know that we can walk in the light, the light that leads to true life? Jesus is the source of that light. He's the source of all light. We get to be the reflection of his life. Our purpose is to shine for him, just as the moon reflects the light of the sun. You know, I never knew this till a few years ago. Someone shared this in a Bible study. I must not have been paying attention very well during science, but the moon does not have light of its own. But it merely reflects the light of the sun shining upon its surface. That's such an awesome analogy for you and for me. We can't produce godly light. We can't produce good works or even good deeds on our own. Some of us try really hard. For us overachievers, us A-personality people, we try really hard, but in the end, we always come up short. Do you know why? Because we need Jesus to shine upon us so that we can reflect his glory. We can reflect his goodness. We reflect his grace and his mercy and his love to the people around us. We need his Holy Spirit to fill our lives with him. Then we can shine as we ought to in this world. You know, the other day I pulled out my solar calculator and I started hitting some buttons and it was blank. Why? It's solar powered. It needs direct contact with its source, the sun, to replenish its power. So obviously it have been crammed in a drawer for a long time or something. In the same way, my ability to shine for Jesus is sun-powered as well. I need to be in daily direct contact with my power source, the S-O-N, Jesus, to be renewed and replenished. I need daily time in his word and times of prayer so I can hear his voice if I want to shine as brightly as possible. Another text from Jesus, John 15, 4, tells me, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Unless we are connected to our power source, Jesus, we just aren't going to shine as brightly as we ought. You know, let's look at our theme verse again in the Amplified Version. This is what it says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ladies, how we are living our lives on this journey here on earth, it does matter. It's not just about doing some good deeds. This verse tells us, and moral excellence. Our lives should reflect the highest standard of godliness. Is that hard? Absolutely. The only way it can happen is if we are imitators of our Savior Jesus. He shows us how to live by the highest standard, his standard. We find it spelled out in his word, and it's lived out by Jesus when he was walking here on this earth. He's only asking us to follow in his footsteps, follow his example in the light. Remember what Paul said in in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. In Isaiah it says this come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths come and let us walk in the light of the Lord Jesus himself is the light of the world He will teach us his ways. He will teach us the way that we should go. We, his followers, get to reflect his light and his glory. As women of God, we are called to shine, to make Jesus manifest to those around us, to be a dominant light in a very dark world. He will teach us how to walk in his light. In Romans 13, it says this, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You know what? The days are winding down. The end times are here. We need to cast off those things that that create darkness and sin and hinder us in this walk. And we need to put on Jesus' armor of light. Our Christian walk is really more of a battle. It's a battle against sin and self and Satan. There will always be temptations of sin. There will always be my pride and my flesh in the way. There will always be an enemy to contend with. The light of God is the only way we can battle against the darkness that we face. But do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord, and the victory has already been won. Look at what it says in Ephesians 5:8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's what we were before. We were in darkness. We were darkness. But now, as daughters of the king, we are light in the Lord, and we need to walk that way. We need to let others know how Jesus took away our darkness and replaced it with his great light. Now that we are that light, we should walk as children of light. Walking as children of light demonstrates the light of Jesus to other people, those who need to be rescued from their darkness as well. As a child of of God, be bold. Even the smallest flicker of light still dispels the darkness around it. You you have the smallest little match flame, but you walk into a dark place, and it still lights up the room. So I don't care how dim or feeble you feel tonight— Be the light of Jesus. Walk in the light and be the light to the darkness. You know, there are people that we know, especially in our families, and they won't read their Bible, but you can be sure they're reading your life from cover to cover. So let Jesus shine, shine in our lives. In our lives, let him shine. The woman who truly shines is the one who respects and obeys the Lord in how she lives. When our actions reflect Jesus and who he is, it speaks louder than anything that we can say, any words we can preach to our family. Remember, Augustine, he said this, one of my favorite little quotes, Preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. And I like that. Let your light shine. In other words, Matthew five sixteen reminds us, let your lights shine before men. Now, you know that word shine, in the Greek, it means to beam or to radiate to radiate brilliancy. I like that. It's to just beam it out. And that word light, it means this is a light that refers to the light of the sun as opposed to the light of the moon or other stars or lesser illuminaries. This light is never kindled. It's not like a flame or a match that you, it, it initiates. It's always there, and it's never quenched. I like that because when you think about the light of the Lord, It's always there. It's never quenched. Jesus is that greatest light, and just like we're comparing it to the sun, his light was never created. He always is, he always was, and he always will be the light of life. Look at what it tells us in Revelation 21. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb is its light. Jesus is that lamb. We get to the opportunity to beam and radiate his brilliancy to the people around us, to our parents, our children, our spouses, siblings, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews, grandparents, grandkids, whomever the Lord places in our lives. And doesn't it bless you to know that his light can never be quenched? It's not going to burn out fade away, no form of darkness can ever overcome the light of Jesus. That's how powerful it is. As daughters of the King, we get the opportunity to shine, to be different from the ungodliness of this dark world. And not just here at church, but how about in our homes? What does that look like, you might ask? Does does Jesus shine in what I say and how I say it? In my home to the people that I'm around and can influence. You know, it reminded me, I don't know who made this little um, idea, but remember the word think when you're speaking. Is it true? Is it helpful? I'm not sure what the I one was, so I said, is it in love? (laughs) Is it necessary? And is it kind? If it's none of those things, Maybe I don't, don't need to say it. You know, we can say harsh things and hurt people in our family, hurt the people that we live with, hurt the people around us. Not meaning to, but we cause harm. So be careful and think before we speak. Does Jesus shine in my attitude and my actions? Now, I find for me, I might be doing the right thing, but in my heart, I'm rebelling and doing the wrong thing. Be careful of our attitude and the way that we treat people in our home and the attitudes that we might kind of start copying when we're maybe doing the right thing for them. What about the way I dress? The things I watch or read or listen to? My activities, the things I participate? Does it shine Jesus or does it shine of the world? Am I shining for Jesus with those around me? Otherwise, if I'm not... What they see in me is self and sin, and that's never a good thing. You know, the world looks for temporary bling and clamor to try and shine and be noticed. But remember what Proverbs 31:30 30 tells us: Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised the aim and purpose of our lives should be to glorify our father in heaven we should be living with reverence for god in his word so much so that it dictates how we behave how we speak and how we live that will please the lord and bring glory to his name and that will shine jesus in our homes jesus didn't draw attention to himself while he was here on this earth he obeyed his father's will He accomplished his father's plan and he brought glory to his father in heaven. When we choose to shine for Jesus, we get to do the same thing in our homes and with our families. You know, back in Matthew 5 16, it says, That they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Well, who are they? Well, that's where our family relationships come in. In our homes, in our marriages, with any family members that we live with or around, they are they. You know, for parents, all of us had some. If you were blessed with godly parents, that's awesome. You can bless them immensely by living for Jesus and shining his light. 3 John verse 4 says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. For our parents, as we walk in truth, what a great blessing for them to see. Now, maybe your parents were not godly people. It's a little harder to shine in those circumstances. But what greater gift could a child give to a parent than the love of Jesus? Share with them when possible, but even more so, live it out before them. Shine with the love and grace of Jesus in your home. Let his amazing grace and mercy shine forth from your life and minister to those parents who don't yet know the Lord. Okay, what about siblings? Uh Uh-oh, these are the ones that usually know us the best. They grew up with us. They could tell people stories that we don't want anyone to hear. But again, what an amazing testimony for our siblings to see a changed heart, a transformed life, with us pointing them to Jesus as the reason for that change. They may not like that we've changed. Hey, I liked you better when you were partying in the world. But they will have to see and admit there's a difference in us because Jesus is in us. You know, for aunties and uncles and cousins, grandparents, uh, nephews, nieces, maybe they watch us from afar, but still they will notice as we follow Jesus and walk in his ways. Maybe you have grandchildren around, an opportunity for you to shine the love of Jesus. Maybe their parents aren't pouring into them about Jesus. What a great opportunity for us as grandparents to pour into them. Okay, for those who are married, husbands, does my spouse see love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control shining forth from me? This fruit should not only be seasonal, but it should be year-round in my life. And again, it's only available through God and his Holy Spirit. You can see Galatians 5.22 for that. Amazing how some good fruit might influence my spouse and our marriage. How about on those bad days, through issues, disagreements, problems, reflecting the love of Jesus in those hard moments is how we allow the Lord to minister to a spouse's heart or any family member for that matter, it doesn't really matter. When we allow Jesus to shine through us, he can minister to them in those hard and difficult moments. Shining self-control over my anger or my hurt feelings allows God to intervene. Only Jesus can truly change their hearts. Mostly, I need to get out of the way and let Jesus do what he does best. Remember what Romans 2.4 tells us, knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance. You know what? Only the goodness of God can lead those unreasonable people to repentance. We can't preach at them. We can't tell them what to do. We can simply reflect and shine the light and love of Jesus and let God do what he does best. And that goes for everyone, not just our spouse. Let God's goodness shine and watch what he will do in people's hearts and lives. Maybe tonight you have a spouse that's not really walking with the Lord or even saved yet. The Lord has given us instructions on how to shine in that situation as well. First Peter 3.1 tells us, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, we have to zip it, may be won by the conduct of their wives. They will be won by the conduct of their wives. Dear ladies, these guys just might be won over by observing our pure and reverent lives, by seeing us trust the Lord and have that gentle and quiet spirit, even in the midst of trials or difficult days. Allow the grace and mercy of Jesus to shine in our homes. Okay, Maybe you're in the season of raising children or grandchildren. Be like Jesus. Teach them about Jesus. Love them like Jesus does. Train them like Jesus does. Once they're grown, release them to Jesus and pray. Well, you might fail before them, as we all do. Be willing to repent before them as well, even as forgiveness when necessary. Let them see the love of Jesus alive and active in our lives. In any relationship, you have we may have had one that causes great pain or hurt, may have been wounded by people in a family. God knows, and he sees. And he will help you to shine the love of Jesus as you choose to extend mercy and forgiveness, just as he has done for each of us. Difficult to do, but if we are willing, Jesus will shine brightly through us in this. Remember what Colossians 3 tells us, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ has forgiven, as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Now back to five, to Matthew 5:16, who else might they be? Well, if you ever listened to Sister Sledge, she would tell us we are family. I got all my sisters with me. Yes, it's true. We are family. All of us here. We are the family of God. So we also need to be busy about shining the light and love of Jesus to one another. We can shine by being ready and willing to listen to and to pray with a sister in need. Look what Ephesians 4 2 tells us with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, Bear with one another in love. Be there for one another. Come alongside one another and lift them up in the love of God. Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's the greatest law we can obey. Bearing with one another, loving one another, being kind to one another, our sisters in need. Another way we can shine to our family, to the family of God is serving together respectfully, not lording over another one another, not bossing each other around, not just doing it for show to be seen of men, trying to appear more godly than we really are. Jesus sees our heart. What is it really reflecting? Peter tells us in chapter 5, and I'm sorry, this is not on the slides, in the New Living, don't lord it over other people. Or, excuse me, don't lord it over the people assigned to your care. But lead them by your own good example. I like that. Lead by example, not by bossing other people around. That's a way that we can love and shine our lights to the family of God, to the people around us. And not just here to our church family here only. Jesus told us in Luke 8 that the family are those who hear the word of God and do it. So yes, even if they fellowship somewhere else at another church, we can still be shining the light of Jesus to them. We aren't going to be segregated by church in heaven. You know, there's not going to be little categories. The Baptists are here, the Catholics are here, Calvary Chapel on this side. We're the family of God. We are going to spend eternity together. We better start practicing loving one another here and now. You know, I don't know about you, but I've noticed in these last couple of years, it's been a little trying for the church of God. Many Christians have become distracted by allowing our political views, or our COVID opinions, or our worldly correctness to infiltrate the gospel and cause division and separation and hurt and pain amongst the body of Christ. Daughters of God, we can do better. If it isn't an issue of salvation, then good godly people ought to be able to disagree and still love one another in the end. God is still sovereign. He's still on the throne. And there's a lot of hurting people out there in the world that need to see his love. They need us to shine the love and grace of Jesus Christ. So let's be busy about that rather than fighting and arguing about the things of this world that really don't matter anyways. In the Gospel of John, it tells us that there were some Greeks that had come up to the Jewish feast and this is what they said to, to Philip. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. What I love about this whole idea is that they were Greeks. They weren't really supposed to be there. They weren't accepted by the Jews. They weren't supposed to be in the synagogue. But they weren't concerned about that. They weren't concerned about the feast. They weren't concerned about the synagogue. They weren't even concerned about political correctness of being around the Jews when they weren't supposed to be. They were just wanted to meet the Savior Oh, how desperately does the world need to see Jesus? How desperately? There's people out there, people in our families, people that need to see Jesus. They need to meet him. And how will they see him if we aren't shining Jesus to him? If we're busy about our opinion and our our ideas and what we think is best and fighting with you because you don't agree with me. You know what? My opinion will save no one. Sorry, neither will yours. Only Jesus saves. Let's let the world and our families see him in us. Do you remember that little song in Sunday school? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Do you remember the verses that went along with that? The first one said, Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You know, that reminds me of a verse in Matthew. You are a light. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. You know, it cannot be hidden unless someone puts a bushel on top of it. What kind of bushels creep into our lives and try to hide his light from shining through us to our families? Pride, unforgiveness, worry selfishness, shame, fear, those are all bushels that we put on top of our lights and we hinder the light of Jesus from going out from us. Remember what I said earlier, even if you're just the smallest little flicker of light, if you walk into darkness, it's going to dispel the darkness. Jesus, that verse that we read in Matthew 14, it says that Jesus has placed us on his hill of righteousness we are forgiven and clean, no matter how dim we might feel when we choose to kick off that bushel and let him shine. We're going to let him shine anyways. God is going to do great things. Another verse from that Little Light of mine song was, the second one was, don't let Satan blow it out. No, I'm going to let it shine. That reminds me of another verse in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yes, there is an enemy, the devil. He's our adversary. He loves to try to hassle us, but we don't need to fear, ladies. God, that the God of the universe, he is on our side, and he is greater. We do not need to fear Satan. Satan doesn't win. Jesus made sure of that when he died on the cross and then rose again. His blood played the Paid the price for our sins. His resurrection guarantees that we will rise again as well. Death and sin are defeated. So don't let Satan blow out your light. Don't let him blow it out with his lies and his accusations and his reminders of our shame or of our guilt or of our fears or of our doubts. No, let Jesus shine through you to your family and to all the world. The last verse in that little This Little Light of Mine song was, Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. That's our game plan for today. With everyone we are around, until the Lord takes us home, and if, or I should say when, we fail and we block his light in our lives or in our homes, when we say or do things that maybe hinder his light around our family or around the people that we're around, Confess it, be cleansed, to be forgiven, and draw near again to Jesus for recharge so that you can keep on letting his light shine till Jesus comes. You know, um, in the Old Testament, after the Lord had rescued the Israelites from Egypt, this is what the Lord told Moses to say to his people. It's a blessing in numbers. He said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And ladies, that's what the Lord wants to do for each and every one of us here tonight. The Lord loves to make his face shine upon us. When we're in his word, when we're praying and we hear his voice, he loves to shine his face upon us. Do you know that even when we're failing and we haven't been in the word, and we're not doing everything that we should be doing, the Lord's right there knocking on the door of our heart saying, I want to shine my face upon you. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Come running back to him. Allow him to shine upon your heart so that you can shine to the people around you. It says that he wants to be gracious to you. He loves to be gracious to us. He loves to pour out his grace upon our lives so that we can pour out his grace on other people's lives, especially our families. So again, if maybe today you've stumbled and you've fallen, maybe you aren't where you should be, maybe you've been struggling and are having a hard time, come to Jesus. Let him pour out his grace and mercy upon your heart and his life so that you can, in turn, pour out his grace and mercy on other people as well. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Again, he loves to look at his daughters. He's not ashamed of us. He died for us. When he looks at us, he sees Jesus and his righteousness upon us. So don't let the the enemy lie to you and tell you you're not good enough. You remember in uh, the Pilgrim's Progress, when Christian said... uh, Apollyon was accusing, and you did this and this. And he and Christian said, yes, everything you just said is true and even more. I'm even worse than that. But I know my Redeemer, and I know who saves me, and my Redeemer lives. So the Lord, when he lifts up his countenance upon you, he saved you. He's died for you. Don't let the enemy lie to you and hinder the light from shining forth in your life. And lastly, it says... And he will give you peace. This world just wants to rob and steal and take all of our joy, all of our peace, all of our rest. Come to Jesus, get filled up by him, and let him fill you with his peace. The world is desperately looking for peace and hope and joy and truth. And when we come to Jesus and get filled up by him, we get to be his ambassadors of light. It starts in our homes, but it can go out to wherever you are, your workplace, your neighborhood, the people that the Lord brings you in contact with. We can be his ambassadors of peace. In a world that's busy fighting and angry and hating and hurtful, we get to bring Jesus to them if we allow him to shine through our lives. You know, I pray that tonight we also receive this blessing from Jesus. And as he shines in us, we can continue to shine brightly for him in our families, and in all of the world. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the light of the world. Um, In this world there is much darkness, but you are the light of life. Lord, you are eternal life. You are our salvation. You are our redeemer. And we thank you tonight that you have chosen to shine your light upon us. You have entrusted us with your light to shine to other people. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and forgiveness. And I pray tonight that we would be recharged and refilled and renewed in you, that when we leave this place, we can go out brightly shining for you. And when we feel like our light might be getting a little dim, that we would quickly run back to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, and get filled up once again to overflowing, to shine. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you for dying in our place and making this all possible for us. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we pray by your spirit that we will shine brightly in this dark world. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen.